I know you have heard this before. Work smarter, not harder. Ford has heard it too. That's why the Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. I mean, the pro-access tailgate alone is a game changer. It improves access to the bed and cargo, which makes it easier to load in tight spaces. See? Smarter. It's also got a mobile power source and pro power on board, so you can power up to 7.2 kilowatts outside your F-150 truck. That is definitely working smarter. And imagine what you can do with that power at your next tailgate party. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. If I touch someone, I can feel their feelings. You feel love. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I feel a general unselfish love for just about everybody. No, sexual love. No, no, I don't. For her. No. <laughs> she just told everyone your deepest, darkest secret. Dude, come on. I think you're overreacting a little bit. You must be so embarrassed. <laughs> do me, do me, do me. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is Jericho. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It is the pod of thunder and rock and roll and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 because today's the day the long-awaited, highly anticipated sequel is in the theaters. I'm and my good friend Dave Batista, a.k.a. Drax the Destroyer. Nobody talks to my friends like that. Returns the talk as Jericho today. He's been one seriously busy dude. He's one of the biggest movie stars that you've never uh, really know uh, as far as how many great, great talents he's worked with over the last few years of the last time he was on the show. He was the villain in the Bond movie Spectre with Daniel Craig. We'll talk about that. He filmed Blade Runner uh, 2 with Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford. Escape Plan 2 with Sylvester Stallone. He did a movie with De Niro. He's going to do a movie with Jodie Foster. And, of course, the Guardians of the Galaxy sequel and an Avengers movie. I mean, how much, uh, how many movies is this guy in? I mean, it's crazy. And we're going to see what he has to say about working with Robert Downey Jr. and the rest of the Avengers crew. Dave's got tons of stories from all the movies he's done. And, of course, we'll talk a little wrestling as well. Does he miss it? What's his favorite WrestleMania match? Does he want to come back to the WWE? Who would he want to work with? All of this stuff and more. We'll also talk about his famous WrestleMania main event with The Undertaker. Great conversation with my good bud Dave Batista but before we jump on in I'm doing a couple of spoken word shows in Ireland the words of Jericho listen in man June 7th show in Belfast at the Mandela Hall is already sold out but there's still a couple of general admission tickets left to the Dublin show June 8th at Vicker Street you can get those at Ticketmaster.ie and don't forget about the Fozzie Judas Rising Tour which starts tonight May 5th in Virginia Beach, Virginia at the Lunatic Luau with Avenged Sevenfold King and Sons of Texas are joining us on this run and they will be with us for the whole tour you can get tickets to the show and all shows plus VIP meet and greets at FozzieRock.com and we do the VIP meet and greet 
experience right. We give you an experience of a lifetime. You get to see a private sound check. We'll play songs at sound check. We don't play any other time. Uh, you get to hang with us, take pictures with the band, take pictures with me, uh, a little Q&A with Chris Jericho. It's the best VIP experience in rock and roll. I guarantee it. Don't forget about Lunatic Luau, then the sixth in the revival in Canton, Georgia. I'm here right now. What a great venue. Uh, on the outside, it's, uh, it's called the Action Church, but the inside, it's a great, great uh, venue. Carolina Rebellion on the seventh, the Concourse in Knoxville on the ninth, Trixie's in Louisville on the tenth, the eleventh is the Rave in Milwaukee, twelfth Green Bay Distillery in Green Bay, fourteen Northern Invasion, uh, sixteen is the is the uh, the Diesel Club in Pittsburgh, seventeen Chameleon Club in Lancaster, eighteen Pachog, New York, nineteen House of Independence Asbury Park, New Jersey, Blue Fox in Winchester on the twentieth, twenty first is in uh, Morgantown, West Virginia at the main stage, twenty three Machine Shop in Flint, twenty four the Forge in Joliet, twenty five Fubar in St. Louis, and then it's Rocklahoma, River City Rock Fest in uh, Dallas, uh, BFD Festival in 26, 27, 28. If you are interested in coming to check us out, please buy some tickets and come rock with us. The new single, Judas, is available on YouTube. Uh, it's available now on iTunes, uh, and we're going to play it right now. It's got over a quarter of a million uh, views in only two or three days, so I want you to hear it. Here we go from Fozzie. This is called Judas, right here on Talk is Jericho. Since personified And I will drag you down And sell you out Run away I am cold like December snow I have carved out this soul made of stone And I will drag you down And sell you out Erased by the dark Losing the light Encircled by demons I fight What 
lot of people are saying that's the best uh, Fozzie song uh, that we've ever done. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad you think so. And don't forget, uh, if you're in Europe, come see us at the Download Festival. And I'm hosting the Metal Hammer Awards on June 12th, uh, Milton Keys on the 13th, and we've got a secret gig on the 14th. Lots of stuff going on for Judas. Uh, we thank you so much. We thank you for getting into the band. If you've never heard us before, uh, I'm glad you gave us a chance. It's going to be a great summer with Fozzie and a great show today with Dave Batista. All right, Drax the Destroyer coming up. Talk is Jericho. <laughs> a lot of this stuff is all kind of music related, yeah. right? But it's the Loch Ness Monster with Paul Stanley's makeup. No, oh, this is the stones. Great. Yeah, man. So got a lot of cool stuff. You got any new ink at all? No, my, you know, my shit's all like cover. I got cover up there. I got pissed at Manny Pacquiao. I used to have a Team Pacquiao tattoo, uh-huh. and he's on my shit list, so I had, to, <laughs> I had to co- covered him up. He's gone from my life. Um, yeah, no, I got I got some flags. I was feeling kind of patriotic, because oh, yeah. uh, we're in such a shit storm right now. So, right, 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 right. So right, right. I still want to, you know, I still. Yeah. But what, what, do you remember what your first tattoo was? Yeah, it was. I told you, right? Which one of those? What did you do? <laughs> it was the one on my ass. Are we? Are we on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've told this story before. I, I don't think I've actually ever told it uh, in an interview, though. But so my first tattoo was when I was 18, and uh, I wanted to tattoo real bad, and, and but I didn't want my dad to see it. Mm-hmm. So I, I went and I, I got it on my ass. <laughs> and it's like it was, you know, it was just, I mean, we were talking the 80s. And uh-huh. so I went and I saw this tattoo, and it was like this stone heart, and it said heart of stone. I was like, yeah, that's tough. I didn't get that. <laughs> and so I, I went to this, this old redneck, man, this uh, place in Arlington, Virginia. And the guys asked me, what do you want? And I said, this. And he said, where do you want it? I said, on my ass. And he's like, you sure? <laughs> I was like, yeah. And as he's like shaving my ass, even he goes, are you sure you want this on your ass? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And I was just, I, I liked it for about two days. And I was like, God, why'd I do that? <laughs> it's always the thing, like, why would you get a tattoo that no one can see? <laughs> like my rebellion. I'm just like, like I'm so tough, but I'm going to hide this from my dad. <laughs> So when did your dad finally ever see it? No, I don't. I don't know if he ever did. You know, and my my dad and I had we're not close at all. Oh, okay, gotcha. And so I wasn't with him that long. But yeah. at the time, I was living with him. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't even know if he's ever <laughs> known. Well, there you go. Oh, no, now, <laughs> dad, if you're listening, for yeah. the first time. Yeah. How old were you then? Uh, I, was, I must have been like 18, 18 17, so, yeah, 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, But it's funny too because we're talking. Um, we're here with obviously with, with, with Dave Batista and some people call him Drax and some people call him <laughs> Hanks and some people call him Animal. I just call him yeah. Big Dave. But with all the tattoos, does that ever affect like when you do roles and stuff like that? Um, you know, I, I don't know, man. It kind of is one of those things where it just kind of is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's my image is what it is, and I, I will get parts for it, or you know, I won't or get parts getting, because yeah. of it. Um, so yeah, I don't, it, I've, I've been pretty fortunate, you know. Fortunately, Drax makeup covers everything. Drax right. is my bread and butter, <laughs> so everything kind of falls back on that. Um, Do they have to put like, uh, like for example, I, I had an, uh, a long story for mm-hmm. America's Funniest Videos, the host of right. it, and they wanted me to get rid of my tattoo on my hand, right? So they had to put this really thick makeup yeah, on that kind of yeah. covers it completely, but it stays yeah. on for a few days. Right. Do you have to do that with Drax before you? Yeah, start putting the no, not on? with Drax because they just layer me with paint like gray paint before they even uh, put on the the prosthetics right right right. um but other tattoos like hinks uh, other show i'm films like hinks i did for mm. bond I, they covered me up how Maybe long it, does that take for you to, to get covered well with that because stuff? that was just my wrist and the top of my neck it didn't take long at oh, all because you're wearing like a suit jacket or something yeah or but i know that makeup man just stays on you and literally have to scrub <laughs> I know. it off they actually i cover up my um, my Sarah, tattoo. my my wedding, wedding tattoo. tattoo yeah, yeah, I cover that a lot, and that'll even be on for days. And but uh, yeah, it is. That. It's funny how how it stays on there yeah. 
for a long, long time, which I guess is good if you have to get it every morning before you yeah, shoot, right? Yeah. You know what? It's, I, I'm sorry, man. I, I, uh, I've gotten a lot of grief over this for years, but my belly button tattoo. Mm-hmm. Well, I've just got it. I just got it covered up. Did you? <laughs> I did. But there was like kind of a circle with the it fire. It was awful, going man. It was awful. But it's you know straight out of the early '90s, and it was <laughs> it was a. It was like an anniversary thing, so uh-huh. it, had, it had meaning. So that's why I waited so long to get, get it covered up. And also, I just didn't want to cover it up with another regret. And mm-hmm. I even looked into having it removed, but it's like when they remove tattoos now, they scar you, and it takes takes away all your hair, too, because they do it with laser. Right, so it's right, like, right. Now I'm going to have a big pale scar in the middle of my stomach and be bald, can't well, grow hair. It's, so it's kind of like, what's the point, too? It's a trade-off, yeah. If you're going to go get one tattoo removed and you've got a thousand other ones, right? So what <laughs> right. does it matter? At this point, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, man. just add something yeah. else. The only one who has to deal with it is my wife, and if she's yeah. okay with it, then Well, she's got tattoos, too, right? She's all inked up, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that's she's, perfect. She's awesome. It's the new thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We went to your wedding last yeah, year, yeah. which was a great, yeah. uh, great time. Yeah, a good time, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Does she come with you a lot? Because you've been you're you're gone a lot now, obviously filming. Yeah, she, if we spend more than three weeks apart, she'll try to come and visit. But okay. she, there's for one, she hates traveling. Two, she just she doesn't like all the commotion. She doesn't mm. like being on set. She doesn't like all attention. So even like going out in public, she doesn't like all like attention. Gotcha, she, yeah. she gets overwhelmed with it. It's always super boring too when you're on set, just kind of waiting. Yeah, and she does like she gets overwhelmed. Like I introduce her to a thousand people, you know, I want her to meet everybody, you know, but you know, more than ten people, and she's like wants to climb into a show. Just like, <laughs> Leave me alone! I don't want to meet anybody else, and she can't remember anybody's name. Right, so right, it's, right, just, right. it's hard. Yeah, you meet just, so many people at you once. Can see the anxiety just building. <laughs> she starts to turn red. <laughs> How is it for you now? Do more people recognize you, or is it the same yeah, you know it's weird man so uh, it's like here i go I, I hardly ever get recognized man mm-hmm. it's weird and every once once in a while when i do it's kind of eh, you're that guy yeah <laughs> but it's funny because i guess the drax thing with being all green and yeah, stuff people yeah. probably wonder like is that really him yeah no nah, it hasn't been a an issue mm-hmm. now you, you we, i mentioned before when we were talking you came in last time you kind of had a beard and some yeah, hair and now yeah. you're like bald and <laughs> clean shaven right and yeah so you wanted to do some different stuff yeah well you know i was really you know when we talked about i always set out i wanted to be an actor i wanted to establish myself as an actor i didn't want to be like a movie star i didn't want mm-hmm. to be the next rock so you know i lost a lot of weight i, I stayed away from the weights um I, I tried to get more of a normal look it wasn't real successful at doing that but mm-hmm. well, anyway i did I, I attempted and i grew facial hair just to make me you know look a little bit more less rough around the edges but you know now i'm kind of want those roles that i was turning down at first you know like want, what do you what kind of roles like like bigger action gotcha. roles action star roles i want to go after the kind of stuff that people would expect me to do because mm-hmm. I, I think I've established myself um, as an actor. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, built a little bit of credibility, and but now I can afford to go after those roles and not get typecast because that's right. what I was. I didn't want to get typecast. Yeah, you know? which is the same thing that The Rock went through yeah. ten years ago when he got really skinny. If you see pictures of him, right, right, he right, was doing Tooth Fairy and that right, sort of thing, it's like right. holy shit! Yeah. Did he ever yeah. he turned his mind around on that as well? Yeah, and then he, you know, he went back to wrestling, mm-hmm. um, he mm-hmm. got his audience back. You know, got super jacked, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just went after those big blockbuster roles. And that's kind of kind of what I'm doing. And now I just, and the reason is, and it's it's a really it's a luxury for me to have like guardians to fall back on, because now I I know that you know that's my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Drax is my bread and butter. Marvel's really good to me, but now I can go out and do indie films. Right? Yeah, I can take on those acting roles. 
So it's really a great luxury to have. But also, at the end of the day, I still need to pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> but it also, too, Dave, it seems like you know, um, you've become almost like a really big movie star, almost under the radar. Cause you talk Super about, under the radar. But you talk yeah. about The Rock, and I know right. John Cena's getting a lot of stuff. But think right. of all the stuff that you've done yeah. since Drax. And we right. mentioned you know, yeah, for sure. Blade Runner with right. Harrison Ford, and mm-hmm. you did you know the, the Bond movie, and then mm-hmm. you get your Avengers as a result, right. still as Drax. But right. the thing with Stallone, which we have to talk about, yeah. but it's just suddenly Batista, you're like, you're the it guy for guys if they're looking for somebody who's a jacked. big jacked up guy but that's <laughs> right. good though yeah. that's your niche well, that, now. that's what i'm trying to really establish and the reason is is because i found that you know the more of a commodity you are the easier it is to get shit done you know you can that's when you can like get probably you can go to studios with scripts and say man i'd really like to make this movie and they say yeah we can make some money off that let's right. do it you know so if you establish your name like that and you're marketable and they can you know you're profitable mm-hmm. they will uh, you get projects done and that's where i want to be because i want to start getting my own projects done i want to go to them say this is a great script man we should really do this and, and do it even whether i'm in it or not mm-hmm. you know but i want to be able to Behind yeah. the scenes as a producer. I do, I do. That's where I want to be. Yeah. Because yeah. I want to, I'm starting to think retirement now. And really? So, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't have a huge window left. For acting, really? Yeah, no. Because, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, just the way I'm built and the way I look, it's just mm. going to limit me. And I see what you're saying. As I'm aging, it's going to limit me even more. It's like it's like when when Terminator Three came out and Schwarzenegger. It's like it's not work. quite the same. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the idea of the Terminator. Yeah, yeah, so he's not the same. Yeah, he's, he's not. not the, he's yeah. not the Terminator. <laughs> yeah, he's like seven years old now. He's the governor. <laughs> that makes that, that does make yeah. sense though. Kind of going behind the scenes. Yeah, for sure. I think in Hollywood too, and we've seen this with you and John as well. Right now is when you start getting hot. Right. You're getting calls, 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 sure. calls, calls. So yeah. now's the time to strike with that. Yeah, and the cool thing is I've really worked hard. We did, you know, we probably went a slower route than we could have, but at the same time, I established myself in such great acting roles, and some of the stuff will still come out. Mm-hmm. That now I'm just more well-rounded, and people will believe in me for for bigger projects. You know, I've really established myself by, you know, which is uh, kind of evident when you look at the projects that I'm getting that I'm on board with that I haven't even filmed yet, mm-hmm. but the offers I'm getting, you know, starring opposite Jodie Foster. Um, just stuff like that. You know? So that's more, more acting type parts. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I need because I don't want to be just you know the big muscle hit, the big ex wrestler. I want to mm-hmm. be you know you know Dave can really pull off this part, man. We can this is we can make some money with this. You know, around the world, there's people from people who don't know him as a wrestler. When yeah. you start talking about Drax being your bread and butter, it's one of those things where where I think I said this the last time around. It's like it's the role you were born to play. Yeah, yeah. Because it really is. He really is you. He's he really a big is. guy, but very sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. You know, the way you play that where he yeah. doesn't really get the joke, he's very literal, but you have that sense of humor. <laughs> a little bit of a deadpan, yeah. Yeah, it for really sure. is you. And when you yeah. see that, it's like, holy shit, this is perfect so for you. So funny, right? You know? Yeah. But when you're talking about some of the other stuff that you've done, have you? Uh, how much have you grown as an actor even from the first Guardians? Tremendously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tremendously. And it's one of those things where... You know, we've talked about it before. I'm I'm an on the job learning actor. I you know I don't have the luxury of going to drama school and all that stuff. So I'm learning on the job. So every time I come off a project, I'm a little better. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, yeah, it's really it's just throughout the years it's just progressing. Who are some learning. of the guys that you've learned from as far as the Everybody, craft? Man, I really take away from from every job that I've done. I take away something from it. You know, and I've I've purposely put myself even if they weren't the best projects. I've put myself next to really, really great actors. You know, like even going back to the beginning, I was always smart about that. Like uh, I did a film called House of the Rising Sun. And the reason why I really thought this would be a great learning experience is because I got to work with an actor named Dominic Purcell. 
And this was very early in my career, and he gave me advice that I'm still using to the, this day. That I always think of. Like what is some of the stuff he told you? He always, you know, it's weird, man. He, when I first started, he he said, uh, you know, just focus on your breathing, man. Sometimes I'm just I'm just saying the words, but I'm not thinking like what I just went through. Mm. Uh, he said you're always in different. Um, different settings, you're going to be breathing differently. If you're stressed, you're going to be breathing differently. If you just uh, ran up a you know a flight of stairs, because they don't you know they shoot everything out of sequence. Right. Yeah. So if you focus, sometimes just focus on your breathing and add a different element to to the scene to your performance. And I still do that all the time. It's just some things you you're saying. It's if you're, it's in a stressful moment, you're breathing differently. Mm, that's and, a great point. Yeah, man. So I always I always think about that, and that was something I took. Ben, this is 2010. I did mm-hmm. this, but I still always I utilize that. And I remember remember. And um, like Zoe Saldana asked questions like when on the first Guardians we did, she asked so many questions, and I thought, man, we're never going to shoot this scene because she's <laughs> asking questions. But it's like it's like priceless, man. It's one of those invaluable things you you just uh, you can't ask enough questions, man, because you, it puts you in the right mindset. You know where you were, where where you're going, what you're doing, what you're thinking, how you feel about another character. It all it all adds up, and it it it. it, it lends to your performance was she asking questions to the director or to to the director usually to the director always to the director yeah Uh Yeah. well once again it makes a lot of sense you know relating it back to wrestling you know the more questions especially like if vince you know like if vince being the director let's say but sometimes you're getting messages from the assistant director via vince i'd have to go talk to vince face to face to find out like what is it that you want because most of the time if he tells you you'll get it it's storytelling right it's all storytelling yeah Yeah. directly from the source and that's that's one of the things I, i really feel like you know, some people in wrestling, like some people get it and some people don't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, they, they just forget that they're telling a story and not out yeah. there just doing moves. That's the true story. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. In the ring and outside of it yeah, as well. Yeah. All right. There are some seriously talented luchadors in AEW, and not all of them speak English, which can make putting together matches a little challenging sometimes. That's why I signed up for Rosetta Stone. I'm learning Spanish, amigos. Hey, amigas. See, already learning. Haha, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. You don't even have to learn Spanish, though, because Rosetta Stone has 25 languages, including French, German, Korean, Arabic, and Polish, and Japanese. That's what I'm going to do next. I spent a lot of time in Japan, and I still work with a lot of Japanese wrestlers at AEW, like Takeshita. So having a better handle on the language will definitely show in the ring. Communication is key. And learning Spanish on Rosetta Stone has been so fun and easy. They've got this true accent feature that gives you feedback on how well you're pronouncing words, sort of like having a personal trainer for your accent. I'm using the app, but you can also do the lessons on desktop or laptop. I also like that I can download the lessons and do them offline, which is perfect for a plane. I can sit there on a flight and work on my Espanol. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Talk is Jericho listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Jericho. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Jericho today. That's rosettastone.com slash Jericho. Do it today. His people are completely literal. Metaphors are going to go over his head. Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. Talk is Jericho. Let's talk about uh, about, about the new Guardians. This, you know, in the trailer it comes out, and you're one of the stars of the trailer. Like you take the show, <laughs> it's it's so great. And um, 
so tell me about a little bit about about this movie and um, about about Drax and some of your favorite scenes and how the characters evolved and all yeah. that sort of thing. It's funny, man. This um, I thought that they were going to go a different route with Drax in this film. I thought he was going to be more of a badass. Hmm. Instead, they went the other way, <laughs> and it's really just—it's almost like a—I would say it's an eighty percent straight comedy role for me. You know, it's uh, I, that's why the character works, though, don't you think? For sure, and I think you know it's one of those things that James just really tuned into on the first one, and he just wrote James, more. the director, he yeah. loved, yeah, James Gunn. Mm-hmm. Uh, he loves writing for Drax, and he'll do it as we're filming. Like, as we're filming, he'll say, something will pop in his head, and he'll say, well, say this, say that, say this, say that. I'll do it and say, I ah, know, hear him laughing. And he goes, we got it, cut. But he just loves writing for Drax, and uh, I think he just picked up on that, and he just wanted to roll with it because I do a lot more uh, a lot more action in Avengers. Uh, I start really just No, this is Drax in Avengers, right? Yeah, yeah. That's and I start crazy, tapping dude. into like really badass Drax. Okay. It's really, it's they really... want you to be that in the Avengers. Still, you know, there's always going to be a, you know, they want to tap into the, the funny bit of Drax because people, they enjoy it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's entertaining. But it's yeah, there's definitely more. There's a lot going on in Avengers, man. It's, uh, Have you filmed Avengers already? I've done, I've done part one, yeah. yeah. Like, so there's like, Two, three parts. Well, there's so Infinity Wars is going to be in two parts. So who, so. who who's in Avengers? The, the who else is in it? Everybody. This is Robert Downey Jr. and, and everybody. Yeah. Chris Evans and so those are the you know the prominent Avengers that have been in all the films. Hulk, but they're really just adding so many characters into this because they're also starting to introduce other characters like they did in Captain America. They brought in Spider Man. Mm-hmm, you know. mm-hmm. uh, but they're going to start moving into different phases of Marvel. So they're introducing <laughs> other characters. Black Panther, they're going to go a whole series of Black Panther. Um, but Spider Man is actually the one I'm really looking forward to. You know, Because I love that kid. I love Tom Holland. I also love that they're really staying more true to the comics mm-hmm. with this whole series. And I think that's because Marvel Studios has gotten involved. You know, I think uh, before, I think it was Sony who had control of Yeah, Spider-Man. yeah, Marvel took it back yeah, then, right? Yeah. yeah, and I think they're doing like a partnership now, but I think they will, uh, I don't know this for sure, but I think they're going to reacquire a Spider-Man. Uh, I don't know if that's for sure. Uh, but they definitely, they have their hand, they're doing a partnership now, so Mar- Marvel Studios is involved. So how do you feel like uh, when you walk into the room or whatever it is, and maybe table read or something, and Robert Downey Jr. is there, did you do right. some scenes with Iron Man? Uh Yes. <laughs> take, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just what, being around a guy like that, because that's yeah. one of the top like, top guys, you know, in in the business as far right. as a yeah. performer and actor. Do yeah. you just jump right in with him, or is it a little bit of a feeling out process? Does he trust you well, to, to be the right character that you need he, to be? You know, the cool thing is, right, this is a great thing, and this is why I love him, and I've, I've been a fan of his, and I, I told him this. I've been a fan of his since I was a kid. Yeah, me too. And I told him that before they ever announced this being the Avengers. I actually... On the second Avengers, I met him at the premiere in London, and he was the only one of the Avengers who went out of his way to come up and meet me and tell me how much he loved Guardians. Mm, wow. And so that was, uh, like, that meant a lot to me. It also put me right at ease because I felt like he's already really respects me as, as an actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, when we started uh, kind of working together, it was, it was just, uh, I just felt like we already had this, uh, you know. Isn't it interesting and, you find, like, and you can probably relate to this more than me, but from what I've found, like, you know, musicians and stuff, like that, the biggest names are always the coolest ones. Yeah. It's the ones in the middle that are kind of sometimes dickish, but, like, yeah. you know, like when we did some shows with Metallica, like yeah. Lars and James are super friendly they kiss don't have, guys. They don't have anything to prove. Nothing to prove. Yeah. You get down the ranks a little bit, you know, and Especially these like guys. Especially, like, really lower in the ranks where you're like, why do you have such a shit out Right. You have, yeah, yeah. Calm down, dude, yeah. you know? 
So when so unnecessary. When you have that with Robert Downey, that's cool to hear because that yeah. fits you know the vibe of what we're thinking. Yeah, for sure. Any of these guys that, that, that when you were working with them were they f- fans of yours from the WWE? Um, Chris Pratt. Oh, was he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he told me that you know, and I thought he was bullshitting me, but he actually went home and he had this Batista towel, <laughs> <laughs> and he took a picture with it and put it up on Twitter, and I thought it was hysterical. <laughs> but he had had it for years; it was mm. kind of all ratty and stuff. It was really? this big beach towel. Yeah. <laughs> big- yeah, like probably a big uh, rip-off uh, yeah, merchandise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bootleg or something Bootleg, like that. Yeah. He seemed like you would get along pretty good with him. He seems like a pretty cool guy. Yeah, if, if you can't get along with that guy, then you've got an issue. Because mm. he's like the sweetest guy in the world. Right, right, he's right. He's just such a friendly guy. He's really transformed himself as well physically, yeah, physically from yeah. what he was till now. Yeah, and it's man, it's, it's weird how he just, his career just took off. Mm-hmm. He lost a few pounds and his career took off. It's amazing how that works, right? That's crazy, yeah. Did you... Now, I know you filmed Guardians 2 in Atlanta, Mm. whereas the first one was in London. Right. Was that... Why did you switch to the States? I think that they just... uh, They have a deal now with the Pinewood Studios there. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, there's there's one in Atlanta? Yeah, there's a huge Pinewood studio. And I think... uh, I guess at the end of the day, it all comes down to the almighty dollar. Of course, of course, yeah. They're going to get the most for their money and... And right now, Georgia is the hotspot for filming, you know, television and film. They're just all the tax incentives and the Easier for you, though, at least, being in their own country. Incredible. For me, I mean, for me, it was, you know, it's an hour flight home. So yeah. I got to come home a lot. When I was in London, I didn't come home. I came home once. You, you can. Know, this is over like seven months. You got to plan it. Whereas if you're in Atlanta and you finish early yeah. and you want to go home for eight hours, you can do it. I'm on a flight. There's like, you know, 20 <laughs> flights a day yeah, to take. Every hour. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I can get off early from work and go home. That's where we're recording the new Fozzie in Atlanta. And the yeah. same thing. If we yeah, finished right, earlier, I would right. just get jump on. What's this next flight? Five o'clock. I'm there. See ya. Yeah. You know, come back the next day or whatever. It's, it's perfect. Amazing, it's perfect. Yeah. You know, did you, um, uh, how long, did it take a, a long time to film part two? in comparison to part one are pretty much the same no it was a little bit it was a little bit shorter mm-hmm. actually um we had a lot less rehearsal time right and uh there wasn't uh we just did one studio we did three on the first one we used three studios in london but i remember just uh there being a lot more rehearsal i think with the uh, the second guardians i think we had like three days of rehearsal hmm. we had a table read in three days rehearsal i think you know the first one how, how are you rehearsing yeah. scenes you're doing scene rehearsals or yeah okay yeah, scene rehearsals and uh but on the first one i think we had like weeks of rehearsals oh wow yeah. well, plus the chemistry is not the same the first time now you guys are locked in a little bit better so you don't yeah. need as much right because yeah, so it's the exact same cast yeah and uh you know with a few additions and even at the table read it was just i mean it was such a breeze i mean we've just flowed right through it and mm-hmm. when i first read the script i didn't I mean, I thought there were a few funny bits. I was expecting Drax to be more of a badass, too, so I was a little <laughs> yeah. disappointed uh, because it just didn't read as funny until we were all together. And then you read it, and everybody's doing in their character, and it's just everybody's laughing out loud. It's just incredible. That's one thing I like. I, I always say this, too, like we're talking about WWE stuff, when people want to change the script or, like, you know, I don't really feel comfortable. I was like, listen, if you're in a movie, like you show up for Guardians 2, right. and you read the script, and you're like... I don't really feel this is right. They're gonna go fine. See you later, buddy. You know, call the next guy in to be Drax. Right. There's no, there's no debating the script. Right. Right. It is what it is, right. right? It is what it is. You can, you know, put you can change a few words around here, or you know, kind of put it and make make it your own. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as performing, 
But yeah, you're not going to show up and change the finish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so ridiculous, right? Hey, hey, Gunn, yeah. come here. Let me tell you, James. Let me, let me tell talk you. to you for a minute. Right? <laughs> explain a little bit. Like uh, this is something interesting that I've never really had much insight into. Is a table read for people that are listening. Right. Explain exactly what that is. Yeah, it's just where you know you get together. It's it's usually kind of on, on the first day. Uh, everybody is together. The whole cast, the director, a lot of the producers. Uh, I've been a formal, you know, table readings, very informal table readings. But anyway, the cast and director usually get get together and read the script so the director can hear everybody do their lines and their own voices. And I think that's where they start to, you know, make little subtle changes here and there. Or the cast can always say, you know, start to make notes on the script. Uh, but it's basically just to go over the script as a cast and a director. So the first time you had a table read for the Guardians, are you, are you a little bit nervous? Like, oh, terrified. I don't want to screw it up. Yeah, terrified. Every, you know, my I think my first table read actually was... Riddick, and uh, and, and it, was, it was horrible. For one, nobody nobody told me there was a table read, so I'm the last guy walking in the room. <laughs> the like one of my guy. first big movies, last guy walked in the room. Then I can't see the script because I'm blind, and I got to pull out my glasses, and and also I you know I have dyslexia. Really? So, yeah, yeah. I'm dyslexic, so it's like horrifying. That I still traumatized from a kid being a kid, and you know, reading out loud in class, and everybody thinking I'm an idiot because I can't read, and it takes me forever to to read. Wow. Yeah. So I read really slow, and I screw up. Like, this is the only word that's popping out. But when I see lives or lives, all the time, and I see Elvis, <laughs> I see Elvis all the time, and I will read it as Elvis and. Wait, Elvis is not in the sentence. Yeah, where does Elvis come from? All the time, but uh, wow, you know, I so didn't know just, that. Dude. It's, it's like one of those things. But I'm very uncomfortable, and I was. If I can get out of a table read, I will. Oh, yeah. But you know, it's funny, man. I actually had to be in on the table read for uh, Bond for Spectre, but I had to speak in the film. But they wanted me there for the table. Just read. a glare. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted me there for the table Can read. Can you growl like this? That I'd be there, and it was very formal. It uh-huh. was the most formal table read I've ever been to. Wow. Yeah. Well, you would think because I guess the James Bond, just the whole atmosphere it is very was British. So British, man. I mean, it was like in this big, just like royal hall, and it was like this big square table, nothing in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then there was, you know, the cast and the director sitting at the the main table. Then there was like producers sitting behind <laughs> them, and they had like people bringing in like food and drinks and stuff. It was so formal. Like they're spending more money on the table read than most movies. Man. It was ridiculous. Low level movies man. budget, it was, right? Yeah, it, was, it was crazy. So let's talk about that a little bit, Respector, because obviously Guardians one of the one of the reasons why the character got overswell is because of your dry sense of humor, your right. deadpan, the delivery of your line. Right. Now you show up as Mr. Hanks and you have no lines. <laughs> right. You have to emote right. Right. differently. Right. Well, you know, the cool thing was is that Sam Mendes actually, he, so we flew over to meet him. He wanted to meet me. I did my audition. Is he the director? Yes, Sam okay. Mendes, director of, of Spectre. Um, I did my audition, sent him my audition. And my audition was a reenactment of uh, the torture scene in Casino Royale. Oh, Okay. So that was my audition. So I sent it in, and we kept hearing that you know Sam kept going back to it. He really liked it. He kept going back to it. So Did that then, have a lot of lines in it, the torture scene? Yes. So it, the bad guy's torturing Bond? So I didn't know what my character was. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to meet me, so we flew over to London, and then he told me the nature of the character. He said, you know, I want you to think, like, odd job and Jaws, this is what we want. We want to go back to that iconic classic show. Bond it's like he was breaking the bad news to me. <laughs> <laughs> no lines, no lines. And when he said it, I was like thrilled to death because I get it. I'm a fan, but it was almost like he was trying to sell me the role. And I was like, you don't have to sell me the role. <laughs> yeah. And I literally told him, don't you don't have to sell me the role. Mm-hmm. I love it. 
And uh, so now I was like super excited about it. But uh, when I came, when it came out, I think there were people who didn't make the connection, who didn't, weren't really fans, or, who didn't watch those films, the, you know, Sean Connery films, uh, Roger Moore films. They didn't get the character. They just thought that I was a horrible actor, so they didn't let Cut me all speak. Your lines. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then the one line that they did have me do, you know, it really sucked because there was originally there was a punchline after the one word. That I said, and there was uh, Daniel Craig. He, he said, "I thought he'd never shut up." But not only that, but when I did did it, I you know I turned the camera. I said, "Shit!" And they called me at home, and they said, "We um, want you to do a voiceover." And I said, "For what? I have one fucking word." <laughs> and they said, "Well, we don't want you to sound so uh, distinctly American. We want you to be you know your accent to be a little ambiguous." I said, "Really?" And so I actually, you know, I went to the this the studio to do a voiceover, and they just repeated shit to me in a few different ways, a few different accents. So and I just mocked them, and then they just dubbed it in. That was shit. <laughs> and so, I don't know. It was supposed to be some Eastern European French. What are some of the ways you so shit is shit? Shit. <laughs> so that's what it was, man. <laughs> so but they cut they cut uh, and they cut Daniel's line, line out. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, man, it's not even funny anymore. See, I, I, I wish they they don't do stuff like that. Like yeah. they did it with Darth mall in mm. uh in phantom menace where he said nothing for the whole movie and right. then had like one out of context line he shouldn't say anything right if that's not, right yeah that's what know? i said i said speechless i i said i wanted it to be before i went to say like i was gonna say something and then i just got yanked off the train yeah, yeah, yeah. but they just wanted that one word i had the one man, line i wish there. he just never said anything as the laugh yeah. so you mentioned that you're a bond fan yeah for sure yeah one of my favorite series yeah. of all time what's your yeah. favorite movie Bond movies uh goldfinger for sure the classic yeah without a doubt yeah, yeah i think I, I love it Probably the best best one overall yeah, is that. You yeah. know, there's a couple other pretty good ones too. The Roger Moore ones get a little bit campy. Like if you look at like Moon, Moonraker or something, it's just <laughs> awful. Moonraker is probably campy. the worst one. Yeah. But Spy Who Loved Me is good, and, yeah. and uh, I mean Thunderball is good. And there's, you know, there's 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 a lot of good ones. But yeah. uh, do you think Bo is the ultimate Bond, Sean Connery? Sean Connery. Yeah. Because yeah, Craig is good yeah. too, though. Daniel's great. You know. Daniel, but I don't know. I think it's probably just that connection to being, you know, to when I first, you know, mm -hmm. kind of fell in love with James Bond. You but Daniel made me a fan again. I have to be honest, and I say Daniel made me a fan again. Yeah, yeah. Rebooted, revamped the Absolutely, whole series. Man. What was he like to work with? He seems like he's very he's, proper. He's great, man. Is he? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He's, he's not actually. Oh yeah, good. <laughs> no, you know, and the reason I love him is because he's a, a bit rough around the edges. You know, he's uh, you know he's uh, he's a sportsman. You know, mm -hmm. very into his rugby, and he's just he's kind of a rough dude, a rugged dude. He came and worked out with us a lot and trained hard. And uh, I like guys who kind of you know put in put in sweat. You know. They, Kind of put in uh, put in the hours in the gym, but uh, that's kind of why I like him in, uh, as Bond because he just looks like he's been punched in the face a few he, times. He looks like he could beat somebody up. He looked like he got drunk and got in a bar fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're right. It's not the classic good looking. No, Pierce he's he's, and he's still you know he's got that sex appeal, mm -hmm. but he's just you know he looks like he's just had a few drinks and been in some fights. I, I, like, I like that. that. I, that's why I always like Christopher Reeve as Superman, but he looked yeah. he looked a little bit crazy. Like they're not like they had some of the guys afterwards. Now they're like all these good looking guys. Guys. Right. And he was good looking, but he looked like there was something like weird about him. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like Cavill at all, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't like he it. He doesn't do it for me, not it's at like all. He's, Superman is just English kinda, too, and he's just so yeah. dry and just. Yeah. Uh, there's the guy they had before that, that Brandon Routh. Yeah, he just he one one reboot, right? Yeah, yeah. You're going yeah. through the looks rather than the actual, yeah. the 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 crux of what the character yeah. is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're talking about about movie tough guys and uh, Mr. Hanks. You, he gets yanked off the train, right, so he's right. not. He's not dead, or we don't know if he's dead. Right, right. Which is the famous thing that happened with Jaws. Yeah. He, something would happen yeah. and be back in the next movie. 
I don't know if you could even say, is there yeah. a chance that you'll be doing more Bond stuff? I think there's a chance. I think it would really depend on Daniel. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's... If he wants to do it again? If he wants to do it again. If he comes oh. back for Bond 25. Because I, I think that they left Spectre so open-ended that there's another, there's more of the story to be told. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if they, if he doesn't come back, they're just going to reboot the whole franchise and oh, wow. you know, start all over again. But I, yeah, I, I would hope that uh, if Daniel comes back, they would bring back uh, Christopher Waltz uh, oh. and myself. You know? He's great too. Yeah, you must have learned from him. Just he's, I he's did, a great man. actor. You know what I learned from him that uh, that sometimes I feel like I can use, uh, but most of the time not because it's you know I'm just not Chris. I'm not mm-hmm. Christopher Waltz. Mm-hmm. Um, but he takes his time with everything. Like there's been times, and it's really a cool thing because you know how you're familiar when they say action. Like to me, I get a, as soon as they say that, I get a little what's going on? anxiety. Right? It's an anxiety. You feel like you're under pressure. Right. And with him, they say action, and then maybe a couple minutes before he opens his mouth. Mouth. Really? Yeah. He just takes his time. He is on his own time. Hmm. And I thought that's brilliant because. To me, when you when they say action, it's just a little bit of anxiety that's built there. But if you take your own time, take a few deep breaths, and go when you're ready to go, whole different ballgame. It's a great point. Yeah, it's not it's not like you're not jumping off yeah. a starting line in a in a yeah. race. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when you're like on bigger films and there's you you know like myself, I'm still mm-hmm. yeah I'm not at that level where I can take my time. <laughs> sure, sure. Where I can have like I'm not going to have Robert Downey Jr. waiting on me <laughs> to say my lines. <laughs> you're still nervous that you don't want to be don't want to screw up. I don't, and yeah. I don't, and I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be you know I don't want them to think ah man come on just say your line you know mm-hmm. you're not mm-hmm. the star. <laughs> yeah, who do you think you are? <laughs> who do you think Olivier? you are? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one thing about Chris Waltz that I really love is that um, there's certain guys like that that are the muse for the for the for the writer, right. for example, Samuel Jackson and Tarantino, yeah. and now Chris Walsh and Tarantino. Walls, yeah. Like you can, everything Tarantino writes is perfectly yeah. placed and delivered yeah. by what Chris does with that. You yeah. know, yeah. he's his perfect guy for him. Yeah. That's a great. I love how Tarantino can just pick out those guys and right. That's my guy. That's my yeah. Guy, Tim that's Roth was one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Know? Yeah, and he utilizes them over and over and over. Sure, and that's yeah. why exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Let's jump back to Guardians just quickly. The, one of the greatest parts was the first one was the soundtrack. Which sure. was just like this yeah. amazing, like you know, the, the Chris Pratt's character's mom yeah. left him a mixtape, and yeah. you hear that music throughout. It's very Brilliant, awesome seventies yeah. yacht rock. Yeah. Does that continue in, in part two? Oh, for sure, volume yeah. two. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. the soundtrack is a huge part of the film. You know, and, and is a huge part of why the first film, you know, did so well because it's just it's a, it's a connection. It's, it's a, relatable. an emotional connection. You know, with with the music and and the scenes. And James is real good about playing the music as we're filming because it just puts you in a certain kind of mindset you feel it, a certain emotion uh, and he's good at connecting you know music with scenes mm-hmm. and um, so yeah absolutely it's going to be a huge part of the second one as well in a, in a few sentences what's the basic plot line for part two for people that haven't seen it since it just came out yeah it's uh for the second one it's it's family you know i think the first one it was kind of a bunch of misfits you know joining together you know for a greater cause putting their own you know bullshit aside mm-hmm. Um, this one, I think it's just more about family, whether it be your blood family or chosen family, but it is very much, uh, th- that's the theme of the film, family. Gotcha. Yeah. Are you trying to, do you have to save the world from an invasion or is it something like that? Or This one? And yeah. The second one? Yeah. Oh, there's always, I mean, it's, <laughs> a, it's a space epic. That's of the course. plot for every movie, <laughs> of right? Of course. We're, you know, we're at Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. We have to, at some point, we have to save the galaxy. <laughs> yeah, duh. At some point, we have to guard the galaxy, <laughs> right, you right, idiot. right. Yeah, yeah. I think they used that in one of the trailers. It was like we're you know saving the galaxy for the second time. We can increase our rates or something. 
<laughs> did you expect because uh, it's funny like I'm not a super comic book guy right um, I know a lot of comic book dudes but when I saw Guardians obviously I went to see it because of right. you didn't know any of the characters I'm gonna go you know support Big Dave I don't yeah. know Drax is or any of these guys I didn't did, know did you expect did anybody expect it to be the hit that it was I'm sure there's a few people that mm. you know were expected it but I didn't right I, and I, I was worried you know, and I think it's just because it was that unknown property. You know, we're not Iron Man. Everybody knows Iron Man. Everybody exactly. knows Thor. They've already got an audience built in for decades. You know, but it just we were a little bit of an unknown property. I had no idea who Drax was when I first went to audition. Well, I, I did by the time I went to yeah, audition. Sure, but but um, no, I think that's what was scary. But Marvel was really smart about introducing the characters before the film was even, you know, released. What do you mean, in other movies? Or? No, in trailers. Oh, you know, okay. with the way they went about their marketing, uh, um, with the music and the uka chaka you know, building <laughs> the trailers and stuff, and introducing the characters a little bit at a time so people became kind of familiar with the characters before the film even came out. So they were really smart, you know, along those lines. But, yeah, I, yeah, I was amazed, man. Open, I, opening weekend, I was just, wow. I think another reason, because I went and saw that with my kids, who were, you know, they were eight, eight and ten at the time, was mm-hmm. the... Uh, I can't remember his name. Was the talking rocket. raccoon? Yeah, rocket, I mean, yeah. they loved Rocket yeah, yeah. and they loved Groot. Right, right. And I think a lot of superhero movies don't have those kid elements of the right. characters that they can just latch yeah. onto. Yeah, a lot of superhero movies they just don't. They're just not as fun. Right. That's you know, the characters good point. aren't as interesting and yeah. they're not funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think you make people laugh, man. That's going to go a long way. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's uh, it's really cool. But we we do have we have a lot more elements to work with because for one we're a space anything can happen in outer space. You know, we're dealing <laughs> with that. But also with the animated characters and again, Groot is going to steal this whole film. You know, because now he's a freaking baby. Like, how can you compete with a baby tree? You know, you there was a lot of tears when I went with my kids, and then when the baby yeah, group yeah. showed up, it was like a big ah, yeah, and now big he's pop. A, he's you know this adorable little baby tree with these great big eyes it's like, it just pisses me off man. <laughs> yeah. yeah we don't like Groot anyways yeah no Drax, Drax doesn't Groot. like Groot yeah, they don't like each other it's even so this funny. one too no they don't still don't like each other <laughs> you got Groot heat <laughs> alright so I'm like 10 and 0 when it comes to snagging the last delicious factor meal in my house before the new weekly delivery arrives we all love factors ready to eat meals here in the Jericho household they're fresh never frozen chef crafted and dietitian approved and best of all they're ready to eat in just two minutes eating better has never been easier or more delicious there's over 35 different options to choose from every week including calorie smart protein plus and keto so before i jumped on the plane to get the dynamite this week to russell atlantis jr i had grilled steakhouse filet mignon with parmesan cream spinach and broccolini two minutes to heat it up ate it right out of the factory container and then tossed it in the garbage fast easy and delicious no prepping cooking or cleanup needed you can fuel up with factors restaurant quality meals too. get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime and factor is less expensive than takeout what are you waiting for head to factormeals.com slash tij50 and use code TIJ50 to get 50% off. That's code TIJ50 at factormeals.com slash TIJ50 to get 50% off. She betrayed Ronan. He's coming back for her. And when he does, that's when you... Why would I put my finger on his throat? What? Oh, that's a symbol. This is, this is a symbol for you slicing his throat. I would not slice his throat. I would cut his head clean off.
Let's talk a little bit about, about the Blade Runner sequel. That was another one that just came out of the, uh, out of the blue, which I wasn't even aware they were doing one, and then I wasn't even aware that you were right. involved in it. Yeah. Uh, did you have a big part in that? Is that finished filming? Um, we're finished filming. It'll be released in October. Wow. Um, it's really... So you got Guardians in May and Blade Runner in October. It's a, it's a good year this for me. This is the year of Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Chinese year of the Dave. It's, yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> it's weird, man, but it's, um, it's, a, it's a great role. It's it really, really a great role, and it's it's an actor's role. You know, it's uh, a really, and it's, it's so funny because um, when I first went out to meet the director, he didn't think I was right for the part, mm. and the producers liked me for the part, and they didn't want to force me on the director because you know he's just for one he's brilliant. Who know? was the director? Uh, Denny Vianuf. I uh, just did Arrival. And yeah, yeah, Sicario is yeah. right. Amazing director, but so they paid a lot of money for me to do a screen test. And I did the screen test, and they hired actors to come in and work with me. And then they showed him, you know, my character uh, from the screen test, and, he's, and they said, yeah, he's perfect. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so I, 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 that was another role that I fought hard for. So, so let's go through this backtrack a bit. Mm -hmm. So so you get the, the sides, the scenes, and mm -hmm. there's a auditioning for this role. So did you do an audition first? Yeah, I did. Well, I went out. Actually, I went out to meet with the director first. The producers liked me for the film. So the producers go, okay, we see you in Guardians. We think you, you're good for this. Right. Go meet the director. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we did that, and I went, and, and uh, right off the bat, he told me he didn't think I was right for the for the role. Too big, too... Um, a, a few different reasons mm -hmm. I can't really say. Gotcha. Yes, um, I'll, I'll tell you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's secret stuff. Yeah, yeah but... Um, and their their non disclosure thing is thicker than Marvel's, man. So that's great. That's though. why I'm being like super vague. No, no, that's cool. But um, so he didn't just didn't like me for the part, and uh, so but actually we sat and we, we just bullshitted for like two hours, mm. just talked about everything, um, and then so I went back and the producers uh, said, oh, you know, we we'd really like you to put you on cameras, or you know, can we get you to do a screen test for Danny? And I was like, sure, you know, I wanted the role, so I was actually filming Guardians at the time. Because Denny was really, you know, he was really amazed that I took the time off Guardians to fly out to meet him, and he was really impressed that I really wanted the role that bad. So anyway, they they spent the money, and it was it wasn't cheap for me to do a screen test. But they so they're putting together a whole. They wanted him to actually see me oh, in wow. this character, see me do this part, uh, so he could decide whether I was right for it or not. They believed in you that much. They did, yeah, wow. they did, and so they did it and showed him, and, and he loved it, and he was very, I mean. Couldn't have been more supportive, this guy, when I was filming, man. He was just, I love it. I, this is so perfect. I'm so, he was really, he's like, wow, I'm so glad we did this. And uh, and Gosling, too, man. Gosling was, he, he's, I have such a man crush on this dude. Oh, man, Gosling, he's in it as well? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's actually the star. This is, is Harrison Ford in it? He is, he is, but Gosling's got the lead in this. Oh, um, so it's not Rick Decker yeah, per se as the he's lead. He's still coming back. No, no, it's uh, it's you know, it's a sequel. Gotcha. It's, I think there was a confusion about that. I think a lot of people thought there was going to be a reboot, and then they were confused about the sequel. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, his same same character, Harrison's coming back still to do Decker, and uh, but Ryan is taking the the lead role in this. Yeah. It seems like, you, uh, and first of all, congratulations on that because it's hard to audition and screen test and yeah. all that sort of thing, you yeah. know. Because I find like for 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 the roles that I've done and whatever levels they are, when they offer them to you, yeah. it's easy. Right. When you have to audition, you don't know what they want. Right. You don't know what you're supposed to be, so you just right. have to pick. You have to pick a point and go with it. And if it's the wrong point, yeah. tough luck for you, right? Yeah, and usually all my most of my auditions have been self taped. Mm -hmm. You know, I've only this is only my second. 
I think second screen test, official uh, screen test, yeah, yeah. official screen test. Because I and I hadn't, and I realized that when I went to screen test, I, I realized that I hadn't screen tested since Guardians. <laughs> it was weird. Like my wife was there watching. All of a sudden, I'm all nervous and self conscious <laughs> about it. But yeah, I kind of, you know, I guess I lucked out and got the role. But. Once again, with non disclosure, don't give anything away. But even just being around Harrison Ford, yeah. intimidating. You know, that's obviously yeah, an very... A plus level guy who's not known as being the most no. friendly of guys. <laughs> Does, is he not known? Because I experienced that. Yeah. They, that he's got that reputation. So it was actually uh, <laughs> my first day. I was like a kid in candy store, man. I go to set and they're doing this huge scene, and it's uh, and I guess you know there's water involved. So Ryan and Harrison are just soaking wet, and it was pretty cold. It was in, in Budapest, so um, I'm just dying to meet these guys. And Ryan comes up, and I give him a big embarrassing hug. I just couldn't even control myself. And Harrison comes up, and uh, somebody introduced him and says, "Hey, this is Dave Batista here for," and he says. Hey, how are you? Good to meet you. I said, oh, man, it's such an honor to meet you. I said, are you cold? Because he was wet. And he goes, no, are you cold? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, wow, this just became awkward real fast. <laughs> and, I, you know, I, and I didn't know what kind of what to say after that. I was like, you know, just kind of stumbling with my words and just kind of embarrassed. <laughs> and then, um, but then a few days later while I'm filming and he comes to set. And I don't know if he didn't remember meeting me or but he introduces himself and he's like as nice as can be mm. say like, hey dave dave how are you harrison yeah <laughs> is he is, 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 so is he working me you start going to that zone, that's right? what i started wondering but i just sat there and awkwardly smiled and you know told again told him what a fan i was went over through the whole the whole spiel the whole again. Genre, <laughs> yeah 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 you know what's funny is that uh i've been talking about this about about this with my son is that there's two actors mm. That have played iconic, iconic roles mm-hmm. where people dress up for them as Halloween and all that sort of stuff. One is obviously Harrison Ford right. with Indiana Jones right. and, and Han Solo. Right. Can you guess who the other one is? Uh, iconic character? Yeah, two iconic characters. Oh, shit. Stallone. Rocky oh, and Rambo. Right, right, yeah. And that's a great segue for the next one, yeah. which is you uh, on Instagram the other day, and Stallone yeah. posts a video. Hey, this is why I'm Stallone, and you're in the background. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> now he's with Stallone? I'm, I'm starting to really hate Dave Batista now. Yeah. You know, saying, oh, man, that's so funny. Yeah, I was, is that a project that you're working on, or what the hell yeah, is that Yeah, we did it, and I was really, you know, at first I wasn't crazy. Right, so it's Escape Plan 2. Now, Escape Plan One was the one he did with Schwarzenegger. They're on the the the, the cruise the, the ship, yeah, the freight ship or whatever <laughs> the, it was. Cruise ship, Not a prison. cruise ship, <laughs> yeah. prison slash cruise. Yeah, ship. yeah, exactly. It's the prison but, cruise. So this is what you know. My, this was my reservation about the film because I didn't wasn't crazy about the first one film, mm. uh, but why I did wanted to do it for one. I, I love the director. His name is Stephen Miller, and I love the the DP, uh, the cinematographer. His name is Brandon Cox. I've worked with him before, mm-hmm. but also. I just wanted to work with Stallone. I mean, right. There's no way I was turning it down. So uh, uh, I took the role, and it was awesome. It was really, it was one of the best times I've ever had on a set because that dude is just—he's such a great guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stallone. He's he's so social and he's just so friendly. He's full of a million stories. I mean, there's nothing pretentious about him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, f- I love him. Once man. again, top of the mountain guy, just yeah, super just, cool, right? Yeah, just wanted to shoot the shit, wanted to make Instagram videos. Yeah, <laughs> probably, he's probably once I, th- yeah. I find that with Arnold and, and with you or yeah. with, with with Sloan, probably impressed with your muscles. They, they're yeah, muscle we guys. About training know? a lot. He loves wrestling. Uh, yeah, uh, long history with the uh, WWE and, and wrestling wrestlers in general. Yeah, um, but he yeah. put somebody in the Hall of Fame, Hogan. Yeah, he, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and he, he put was, Hogan on the map. Funny, you know, he was telling me some really great stories. Uh, like backstories, you know, about Rocky Two, and I want to say, oh, he was uh, 
bench pressing with Franco Colombo. I was like, why are you bench pressing with Franco Colombo? <laughs> but he tore his pec. Oh, wow. So you remember on Rocky Two, he went, we switched from Southpaw and went to Orthodox? Yeah. That was all so he could cover up his torn pec. Wow. So that was kind of, I thought that was, man, that's great. Like, I love hearing this stuff. Uh, yeah, old school stuff. Yeah. Now they would just CGI a pec in or something. <laughs> <laughs> right, but that, we, that's what we did, man. We started, and he's, you know, he's just... He's a self-deprecating guy too, which I I love, man. I really appreciate. Even like when it comes to scripts, you're like, oh man, that's terrible. I'm not saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Like I loved it. He just doesn't take everything so seriously. Right, right, right. right. And he just he just takes a piss, you know. He just yeah. I love that man. But he's just a good, good, fun person, man. So yes, it was a good. Uh, it was, it was good, really good shoot, good one of the design. best times I've ever had filming. That's almost like a like a surprise thing. I heard, I heard nothing about right. that that they're even doing that movie. Yeah, and I think you know the reason they did. Is, you know, I don't think the first one did all that great here, mm-hmm. but it made like a buttload of money uh, internationally. Overseas, yeah, yeah, especially I think in China, it made like two hundred million in China. See, because I think in China, Stallone versus Schwarzenegger was yeah. still huge. Yeah, know? and I think originally I think that was the plan. I think Arnie had to back out for some reason at the last minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and they gave me a call, and I was like, mm, first one, yeah, but you get to work with Stallone. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'm there. I love the fact that you're at the point now where they're calling you yeah. to do a escape plan sequel, and you're like, man. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. Yeah. Well, you, you know? know, it's one of those things, man. It's just, uh, it was, it's a short shoot. You know, it was just... You know, I just perfect, had to, you had perfect timing for it. And, yeah, yeah, it was just one of those things. It just kind of worked out. But at the end of the day, I did it because I really, well, I trust Stephen Miller, the director, mm-hmm. and the DP, and I knew it was going to have a completely different feel in the first film. So I think it's going to be way. That's why I, I almost hate that they're calling it Escape Plan Two because mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a standalone film. But at the end of the day, I just wanted to work with yeah, Stallone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just to have him hang out with you and talk. I to just wanted to, yeah, pick his brain. But and we and that was the funny thing. Our first scene together. We sat down together, and the first thing I said to him, I said, I won't be a fanboy today. I'm going to let you out of it today. But tomorrow, and then before we got out of the car, I was asked, so tell me about Rambo. Tell me about Rambo. Like, everything was, and I was telling him about, like, it's really a shame that he got, you know, everybody remembers Rambo, and they kind of, you know, it's like that, you know, kind of cheesy, generic, mm-hmm. uh, 80s mm-hmm. action hero. It just it was kind of the thing at the yeah. time, and that's how they remember it. They don't remember First Blood. I was just going to say that. The First Blood was a great that's film. That's an actor's... And he, uh, when he like, had his, his meltdown, his mm-hmm. like Vietnam veteran meltdown, it like broke my heart. Yeah. Like, it's one of, that's, I actually stole that from him, and I used it in a, a different film. Oh, did but you? it was kind of, you know, that was based on that, that scene. Yeah, I was, you know, that's where I got the emotion from. I knew you were going to say before you even said because I just recently saw that. There's another scene where he's like in the uh, the lean to where he has the tarp and he uses it. He right, right. And, he's, and he just freezes. He's, he's and cut yeah. his his arm and his bicep on the tree and right. he has to sew it up. Like right. just the acting with not saying anything. Yeah. It's, he's, he's, he is he is an underrated yeah, for actor. Sure. But that, Absolutely. But that's why because people when they look back they. You know, they relate him to you know, yeah. that, you know, stereotype of Rambo or that, you know, the bad movies like Cobra. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Yeah, <laughs> you know, which right. was great in the 80s, but now when you look back, it just seems so hokey. But, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what they don't remember. You know, he should be associated with Copland, you know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and First Blood. I mean, those are great. And Rocky, man. Rocky Amazing. He's acting Still puts me in tears. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I think the same, maybe it's not as much of an acting, but Arnold is in that same boat. Like His his comedic sense has yeah. been oh, forgotten. It's, so amazing, you know. Sense, yeah. His comedic time is incredible. I went to, uh, long story short, I went to this 
big fundraiser that Arnold was doing for one of his uh, charities uh-huh. and ended up, you know, sitting next across from, you know, shooting the breeze, hanging out. Same right. thing. I don't want to be a fanboy, but right. I'm, you know, I want to talk to him. So <laughs> right, we're just right. talking. And then he finally gets up to, to do his speech, thanking people for coming. And he's right. like, oh, thanks to the mayor of Tampa. And thanks to this guy. And he's like, and look at Chris Jericho sitting there. What a great athlete. His muscles are <laughs> bursting out of his, out of his jacket. Look at him. What a great guy. And I was like, oh my God, this is the best night of my life. Oh, man, like, I wish great. I could have filmed it. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you get oh, that little man. bit of validation from yeah. those guys, it's just like, oh my god! Yeah, that's the stuff you only like get people like doing that, aren't that bad Arnold impersonation doing that? But when you actually have Arnold doing he's it, he's doing it, like, and no he does way. sound like that. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I mean, I don't know if this is a story you yeah. want to tell, but I, there, there was something that I remember you, you told me a few months ago when I saw you last about uh, you were going to work with De Niro. Yeah, and it didn't work out. Right, is it somebody that that you wanted to go, to work with? Yeah, happened? it was kind of heartbreaking. I was really disappointed. Um, Which film so was I did that? A, was, I did a film called Heist. Heist, and that was another one. And this was the reason I wanted to do this because it was I, I thought I was going to be opposite De Niro, mm-hmm. and so his um, people wouldn't approve me for the role because mm-hmm. you know they have cast approval. So I wouldn't. I didn't get approved for the role, and I didn't. I didn't. You know didn't make sense to me at the time i thought it was good for the role and it was a role the producers wanted me for so they offered me another role playing opposite de niro it was just a different type of role and it was a smaller role and i said okay well i'll take that role still put me on screen with de niro and his people didn't approve me for that role either so they said well they offered me a role playing <laughs> playing you know the bad guy in the film that i ended up playing and i it didn't have any scenes with De Niro. And I said, well, I don't, I don't want that role. I'm not going to have scenes with De Niro. But his people approved me for that role. <laughs> I was like, well, wait a minute. How does that make sense? And I thought, oh, okay, well, they just don't, you know, De Niro's people don't want me to have scenes with De Niro. Okay, well, then I'm not going to be in the movie. I pouted for about 10 minutes. And then I was like, f*** them. I'm going to take this other role, and I'm going to shove it down their throat. I'm going to steal the movie. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. so I took that other role out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> That's so amazing to me, though, that the, they have approval over every single yeah, actor in the course. cast. Yeah, big stars like that, on, especially on films like that. Hmm. I mean, are always going to have cast approval. But I, you know, what the cool thing about that is I end up co-starring in that with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Who's, who's, he's the hottest guy brilliant. in town right now. He's, and, uh, yeah, now he's, he's Negan. Like super blown That's up. That's Negan, right? Yeah, yeah. Negan. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and I took away a lot from, from the film with that. And it was great about that is neither one of us were crazy about the script. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of tossed it, man. And we just <laughs> kind of said whatever we wanted. And every, usually every other word was was or shit. <laughs> there was, was so much cussing going on in that, and it was just because we were improving a lot of the script. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I, he's brilliant, man. This guy's he's he, he's well, he's now he's really getting his yeah. recognition right, because right. people are seeing him weekly. But he's really a brilliant actor, man, and, and a great guy. Like really fun to hang out with. You know what else is interesting too is is at the very least I know you didn't do any scenes with him, but you're still in a movie with Robert De Niro. Yeah, and you were approved. You didn't get the yeah. scene you wanted, but yeah. once again, that's a pretty good feather in your hat, man. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Because if, if you were that shitty, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they would just go get this guy out of here. Yeah, all right, you know, yeah. can we get somebody else in here? Right. So, but yeah, and no, I was, and actually, it wasn't. I, I kind of like I like the movie. It was a little predictable, mm-hmm. you know. But I think it was. It's one of those things. It's not a high budget film. It was, you know. It was, kind of a fun story and you know gangster movie and, but it was good I'm, I'm glad that I did it I got, I got a lot of experience doing it and I got to work with Jeff D. Morgan who's just like great, I said yeah. just, I learned a lot at Bet365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every goal every game every point every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a game winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I have part of a plan. What percentage of a plan do you have? You don't get to ask questions after the nonsense you pulled on Nowhere. I just saved Quill. We've already established that you destroying the ship that I'm on is not saving me. When did we establish? Like three seconds ago. No, I wasn't listening. I was thinking of something else. Oh. Is there uh, anything coming up that you got that you signed that you're that you're excited about? You can talk about or? Yeah, there's um, there's a, you know, I got a, a couple, well, a few movies coming out this year. Uh, we had real good success with uh, Bushwick at Sundance. Mm. Uh, that'll continue to do the festival round, I think. Um, but I, I'm doing this. Is that an indie film? It's an indie Bushwick? film. Yeah, yeah, indie film. Uh, which we really it was kind of one of those labor of love films. You know, we did. Nobody made a lot of money. It was super low budget. Did it with a great actress named Brittany Snow. She's just awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brittany's awesome, and she's a Tampa girl. She's from Is Tampa. She really? Yeah, she's from Tampa. Nice. But I'm doing this film called Hotel Artemis. And uh, it's a first-time director. His name is Drew Pierce, but he's he's written a lot. He's a very established writer. Uh, but I'm playing opposite Jodie Foster. Hey, you mentioned that earlier. Tell yeah, us about that. I'm super excited about this. Um, but it's uh, you know again, it's it's an indie. Uh, is it a science fiction or something like that? Though? Well, it's not really a science fiction, but it's based future? in the not so distant future. Distant future. Yeah, it's 20 years down the road. It's just you know, world economy has collapsed and. Uh, uh, I don't want to give away too much of the, uh, the you know, the plot, but it's just really a great role for me. And it's and at the end of the day, man, I'm I'm, just, I'm starring next to Jodie Foster. So is is the, on the poster? It's Jodie Foster and Dave Bautista. Um, yeah, I mean, there's going to be. I think Charlie Day has signed on. Okay. So Charlie's He's funny, yeah. He's and there's, great. I mean, it's going to be an ensemble cast, but yeah, I mean, I'll be dude, playing. That's so great, man. Think yeah, about yeah. that, dude. It's crazy. In the last two or three years, yeah. Daniel Craig, Harrison yeah. Ford, Stallone, yeah. De Niro, yeah. Jodie Foster, you know, all these legit. Legendary it's, people, man. That's what I'm, and you're stupid ass. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, kind of like it's, it's same. It's like sticking me with Ric Flair. Like, yeah, you know, who, I, I have this picture at home, and it's it's Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Ric Flair. It was, it was actually a gift from Rick, and then me, and I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking. Who doesn't belong in this picture? <laughs> and it's kind of been the same with my film career. I'm looking at me, like when these casts, like when I saw the cast photos from Bond and I'm seeing all these brilliant actors and, and my big goofy ass. <laughs> like, Who doesn't belong in this picture? But, you know, I'll take it. Yeah, but it works, right? Yeah. You, you mentioned uh, Rick and, and the WWE. And uh, yeah. as we wind down here, we just had WrestleMania. Yeah. You had some huge WrestleMania matches. Yeah. Two or three main events? Two? Uh, yeah, two, I guess, me. Hunter and me take yeah. you take but well there was like, also the with the triple threat with you Orton and uh, and and Daniel Bryan that was oh right yeah, right yeah right yeah so, <laughs> okay. what, what was your favorite Wrestlemania uh, match that you had Taker yeah, yeah? yeah tell us sure, a little Taker. bit about that because that was when he was in the middle of his streak right yeah that was uh, yeah he was still you know still had the streak then yeah. but it was just uh, I felt like that one I'd really come into my own um, I don't feel like anybody carried me through that match with you know with the, my first uh, main event with the uh, hunter hunter totally carried me through the match mm-hmm. you know I wasn't you know I wasn't ready to carry a wrestling that was a huge that was a huge money-making match though huge, I think it's huge top five of all time for something like but that was I mean I, I have to give all the credit to hunter you mm-hmm. know the way he built the story the way he built the match putting me over making you know putting the title on me I, it was all him mm-hmm. even you know as soon as we had stumbled onto, there was, you know, 
some money to be made there when people saw that me and hunter might turn on each other or that i might turn on hunter people lost their minds mm-hmm. hunter wanted to book a match i mean no vince wanted to book a match next week <laughs> yeah. and hunter was like not a chance no we're gonna milk this man we're gonna ride it out we're gonna take it all the way to mania and he really fought for that he believed that and that was the way i mean that's the way they used to do it all the time mm-hmm. that was like a regular thing you know as far as building up to the big building match. Yeah, yeah building a story building a storyline building a, a big main event match um, so he was, you know, I got to give all the credit to that. And then again, with the match, he told you, I, I don't remember a lot of the match, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just gone from my mind. Uh, I didn't sleep much uh, a couple nights before that. I was my, you know, I could barely feel my left leg. I was having so many back issues. Oh, really? Yeah. And, like uh, disc issues or something? Serious oh, disc really? issues. Yeah, yeah. By the time we got uh, to Australia, I was using painkillers. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Which I had never, you know, I've been really against my whole career. I just mm-hmm. never wanted to get go down that road. Uh, but I couldn't because remember we went on a tour to Australia like right after right after yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. mania, and I just couldn't get through the tour. I was dying. Uh, I was in so much pain. And I started getting uh, uh, shots in my back, epidurals in my back when I got back, and got them for years. Um, you know, kind of struggled with back. How, how did you How did you get rid of them? Um, my back issues. Mm-hmm. I had surgery. <laughs> oh, you had the surgery. Okay. Yeah, I actually didn't have surgery until after I really. Uh, mess up my back and uh, with my match with Cena when I the thing when I went through the ramp, uh, which really ramp. did you took a backdrop yeah. through the ramp. Yeah, and uh, it was just stunk on wrong, and I ended up breaking. Uh, I had a compression fracture in my L one, so I broke my back on that one. And wow. about a year later, I just couldn't take it anymore. couldn't couldn't hardly walk, and went and had back surgery. And Feel better now. A whole new man. Do you do yeah. any stunts at all when you're doing your movies, or is it yourself? I do. A, I do a few. You know, I have a, a great stunt man. His name is Rob DeGroot, and I, we've done like Robbie Groot. Rob DeGroot, yeah. Oh, DeGroot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I met him on the first Guardians, and we've done like uh, eight films together now. So you take him with you, like when you're man. He, when I met him, I latched on because before that, I was doing all my own stunts. You know? oh, yeah. I was having to do my own stunts. I couldn't find anybody to double me. Mm-hmm. And uh, as soon as I found him, because he's big, jacked up, and he's man, he's about as good as you can get. He's so athlete, you guys are like a fluid. team when they when he's, they sign you for a movie, my guy, you got to yeah. sign. Yeah. So that's great for him. He's like it's like being a guitar tech for yeah. Eddie Van Halen or something. You know, you got to get gigs, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he'd work otherwise, but I've. You know he's been really he's been re- really loyal to me. Like he's turned down stuff so he could be there for me. Gotcha. And I really trust him because he will be the first guy to say, you know, sometimes even if I know you know stuff is safe, he'll be like, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's just always concerned about my well being. Mm-hmm. Um, so I you know usually uh, uh, big stunts. I just like on just for example when James Bond when they set me on fire on the train that wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> I have no desire to be set on fire. Like yeah. I'm like Rob, <laughs> mind if uh, they set you on fire? He's like, no. Yeah, that's his job. <laughs> <Not> before, <laughs> but once again, you know, it's it's the world that we live in in the WWE where you're half yeah. actor, half real life stunt sure. man, yeah. and that proven the fact yeah. you broke your back on that right. on that stunt, right? Yeah, I, I, well, I always tell people, and and I and it's true, but you know, I usually say it for a laugh. I'm, I say I'm more of a glorified stunt man than I am an actor. You know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, a lot of times I like to do my own fight stuff. It's just the bigger stunts that, you know, we I did this movie in a, a football stadium where I had to swing off the top of the roof. I'm like, I don't have any design. Mm. I'm not qualified. Well, and that, I just that's just, that's just blatantly dangerous. It's super dangerous. You know? Like, you know, stuntman, please. You know, yeah, yeah. Them. Someone who's, who knows how to do knows this. How, you know, they know how to rig themselves up. And, right. You know, just, I don't have any desire. Man. So, tell me a little bit more about the taker match that you had. You said that when you, were, you yeah. felt like you had the confidence at that point. Yeah, that was just, I really felt like I had come into my own. You know, I didn't feel like, uh, you know, anybody carried me through that match. And I really think that was really kind of a, a personal statement for me because I thought for a lot of reasons we deserved to be the main event in that in that uh, 
at WrestleMania. It was the main event that year. I think it was uh, Sean and Cena. Okay, that's when Hunter got hurt or something on those lines. And, and I think Sean in his place. It was, yeah. it was Sean and somebody. I think gotcha. it was Sean and gotcha. Cena. You know? but having said that, though, any match with Taker at WrestleMania is a main, it's the main event. event. It might not go on last, but yeah. it is the, the main event. Any card that Taker's yeah. on, he's, right. he's the main event. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I thought we should have had it, and we both thought that we were main event as well. Um, but for some reason, you know, they just said not, decided not to go with us. And I thought because we had, you know, our storyline was awesome. We built it. We built it. There was a few, uh, you know, kind of monumental landmarks um, with, you know, Taker never holding that title before. I don't think he had had that title. So it was a title match that you had. It was a title match, yeah. And then also I was dropping that title to, uh, to him, and I mm-hmm. thought we should have been the main event. But anyway, I thought I really thought we stole the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just really, really proud of that match. Like, I'd, really proud. And it was a great match. And how do you like working with Taker? I love it, man. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. He's just fun. He's, fun. He's super easy. Um, he just gets it, man. He's just, you know, he's super athletic. You know, it's amazing how big he is and how athletic he is. The best so big man of all time. Best by far. Sure. There's just nothing he can't do. Mm-hmm. And he's just, uh, he's just always just super relaxed. He's just been there. He's seen everything. Mm-hmm. He knows what's going on. He's just, Never panic. So you don't really have a, you know, have a carry. All you got to do is just go out there and, yeah. and be in it and perform and do what Taker tells you. <laughs> Plus, when you work with a guy like that with the amount of, uh, of uh, respect he has from the yeah, fans. Sure. I mean, yep. you don't even have to do much, and no. you're going to get the biggest super, reaction. Yeah, super you know? easy. And then That's when he I does mean. turn on the speed, then you yeah. really get going. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's like, you know just, I mean? just super easy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's just fun. Do you yeah. do you miss wrestling at all? Yeah, I miss it a lot. Really? Yeah. It's funny because the last time we spoke, you were just starting to get into acting, and you yeah. said that. And now I was thinking, well, after all these movies and all yeah. this momentum, but you still miss it, huh? Yeah, there's nothing like you know. Yeah, man. yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. It's there's just an adrenaline rush that goes along with it. What I don't miss is is the company. To be honest with you, I don't miss WWE. Mm-hmm. I miss wrestling. I just don't miss dealing with the company and it's the politics or the it's whole bad, rules and regulations. Bullshit, yeah, it's just too much bullshit. You, you know? think that they would be going out of their way to have you come back and do something? Though? I've asked. Yeah, I've asked. Well, there, there's. I've asked for what I want. I'll tell you, and I've talked to Hunter about it, and I've talked to Vince about it. And I said I would come back and run a whole program with Hunter. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I'm interested in doing. Mm. You know, and they're just not interested in it. Mm. You know. They don't want you to come back and work with with Hunter. I guess not. You know, they just and I've run it by him a few different times, and they just say, uh, you know, yeah, I'll think about it, Vince. Every time I ask him about it, yeah, I'll think about it. Every, you know. So there's there's nobody else that you would want to work with. At this point, it's just no because it would be like my retirement thing. Mm-hmm. It would be what I would be. I would go out on. I'd come gotcha. back and I'd do it, and I and would do a whole program, and I'd be done. Yeah, yeah. But that's how I would want to go out. And it's really because we have such a history together. And it's such an. There's so much history mm-hmm. built in. There's a easy story to be told, and people, I think people will get into it and they'll like it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and Hunter's he's just awesome to work with. Oh yeah, he's yeah. he's one of the best he's ever. Incredible. It's funny though because in a world that we live in, where where the WrestleMania main event this year was Brock versus Goldberg, right. it's like you could do Hunter versus Batista. Why yeah. why why not? You know I, what I mean? Man, and I've asked, I've asked, mm. but uh, now it's at the point where I just. And I'm tired of asking. Yeah, you know? being being <laughs> the amount of steam that you have right yeah. now, you shouldn't really have to ask. And I you should be calling. It would singing. be kind of an easy thing. Dave, how are you, it. pal? Yeah, you know that's what you would be expecting. And I told you know, and this is I always you know the last time I talked to Vince about it was a, you know a while ago, and I said I you know I'd, if we say we're going to do it, I can put it on my calendar and I can. Mm-hmm. But now like my calendar fills up pretty like I'm already booked up for like the next year and a half. Right. And uh, so my window is getting, so I'm not getting younger. 
But uh, yeah, so I don't know if it'll ever happen. But that that would be the way I want to go out. You know. Did you ever work with Brock back in the day? Only in uh, OVW. Wow. Yeah. That's OVW. a match. Yeah, we worked one house show when uh, in WWE. Mm-hmm. But it, he just jobbed me out. It was mm-hmm. a total squash match. Was, that was when you were very, very green. Yeah, though. we. I hadn't even. You know, we had been with Evolution. Yeah, yeah started yeah. Evolution. Different like, story now. That's, that's, yeah. that's a money match. Yeah. I don't. Know, yeah, I don't know if I. Yeah, want, not, yeah. Brock did drop me on my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever watch? Do you ever watch Raw at all or SmackDown? I haven't watched it in a long time, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I was watching. You know, kind of. Is there anybody that new guys that you like? That you, that you see? Um, well, the new guys that I, I did like, they're not really new anymore. Like, uh, like, who, <laughs> like, like who are you talking about? Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought I thought he was incredible. Man. Mm-hmm. I love everything about that kid. Yeah, well, he's the champ right now. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love everything about him, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would have loved to have worked with him. He's a big boy, too. He's deceptively big. Like, you yeah. see him on TV. You see him up super close. Athletic. He, yes. He can go. Yeah. I love that kid. And yeah, he can he run his mouth, too. Yeah, he's a lot like you. He can go... As a big yeah, man, he yeah. can work. And I personally, I, I just like him. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I think he's a funny, f- good old boy. Yeah, <laughs> he's, a, he's, he's really, you know, nothing real pretentious about him. He yeah, just kind of, you know, just wants to go and work, mm-hmm. have good matches, and, mm-hmm. and I think he's just super talented. But he'd be at at the top of my list. And, and you know, Titus is is my boy. Yeah, man. I would love to go and do something with him, whether it's against him or tag with him. Uh, but I'd love to just so I can say that we did yeah we've never gotten a chance to work together. yeah, yeah. You, you've helped years. him over the years help him get in there and stuff he always gives me way more credit than i deserve okay i always say that because i didn't really do anything other than tell him what he needed to do mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then he did it all on his own but just because we've been we were friends way before he got into wrestling uh, when he was still playing football actually and so uh he, but he always gives me a lot of, i think more credit than i deserve oh yeah, yeah and i've given him advice over the years but some of it he's taken some of it he hasn't you know i, I told him he should have left the <laughs> wwe you know when he got after, suspended? When, after he got suspended, I said, "Dude, I would I would have been out of there." I you didn't like fucked. that idea, huh? No, I hated it. You mm. know, because I thought that was a, a conversation. Vince should have pulled him aside and said, "Don't ever f-ing do that again." And it would never would have happened again. It should have been a man man to man thing. If he had such an issue with it, you know, which I could see the point where he may. It was just you know bad timing, you know. But Vince is a playful guy. You know, we're yeah. always grabbing each other. He always wants to wrestle. And, you know, once you get somebody in the mindset that you guys are on those terms, and that's just what it is, man. Don't, you know, change your mind just because, you know, the timing. Because it was in front of the crowd. It was, he it was embarrassed. You know, that's when you pull somebody aside. I think, especially a guy like Titus, who's, like, super loyal. Like, he loves that company. Pull good heart. Aside. Good heart, man. He does so much. You pull him aside and give him the benefit of the doubt and say, hey, man, don't do that again. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, well, bad choice, man. Don't don't. This do is when again. he grabbed Vince on the stage yeah. in front of everybody. Then he, he was him. suspended for yeah. three months or something. Like yeah, that. and he just—I mean—the guy doesn't have any bad intentions in his heart, man. He's just such a good guy, and so I hated to see it. And I felt like that was such a slap in the face, man. I really felt like they just spit right in his face because they suspended, also suspended him right through WrestleMania. Right, yeah. Man, you don't do that. Guy busts his ass all year long, and then you take that away from him mm-hmm. over something that should have been. But not only did he not talk to him and tell him, you shouldn't have done that, man. But he, he suspended him, but he didn't even do it personally. He had somebody else do it. And then he fined him, and he didn't have, you know, didn't have. Yeah. He's just, you know. Yeah. You man up. That's when you man up and you talk to your guys, especially your guys who, like, he's, a, he's just so loyal to the company. Right, right, you right. You give him that respect to say, man, you should. Problem is, if he does walk away, where does he go? You know, that's the oh man, he's. I mean, easily he could coach football, right? But I think he could actually be just a public speaker. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's. I I think he's still the president of uh, 
a black alumni for Florida. He's educated. Yeah. You know, he's got a hell of a background in, flo- in football. He was voted father of the year. He can do numerous things, and he's not making a ton of money with the company. Mm-hmm. So I think he, he you know, he'd right, right. easily transition into something else. Yeah. But he just loves wrestling. Yeah. He grew up a fan. He loves this. This is his dream, and he's just not giving it up. Mm-hmm. You know, until they force him out the door, he's <laughs> just not giving it up. What do you miss most about wrestling? Like what, you, you said the actual taking bumps and putting together the matches. Yeah. And, well, I miss like this. I was sitting mm-hmm. around like a camaraderie. Like, at, at the end of the day, you know, yeah. just kind of bullshit, sitting in the locker room all sweaty, you know, yeah. maybe having a beer or something. Just you kinda... love it now, too, because the guys actually do have a beer afterwards yeah. and relax, whereas yeah. for a while that, that went away. It was yeah. just, I think just you and me would be out yeah. hanging out. It was weird, right? It's not like that anymore. It's, it's, Reigns and, and yeah. the Usos and yeah. Gals and Anderson. old school, man. Old school and old fun, school. Yeah. fun, so much fun. Bray, yeah. anybody, great guys. Anybody, any Samoan they're going to have in the locker room <laughs> yeah. is old school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're born old school. <laughs> That's exactly right. They're born that way, yeah. yeah but that, no, that's great. I, I miss that, and I miss driving down the road. You know, I miss uh, entertain. I miss you know just entertaining the crowd. Because it's know? different when you're when you're acting. You know, like you see yeah. your results six oh. months down the line. Yeah, it's so different. And it's a different type of uh, satisfaction, man. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a different. It's you know, I love it. I'm very passionate about it. But at the end of the day, it's just not as fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, entertaining. You know, it's like being. It's a, to me, it's I always the way I describe it. And it's weird because you know both feelings, but to me, it's as close as an athlete can be to being a rock star. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because you know what it's like to be a rock star and a <laughs> yeah. pro wrestler, you know. Um, but that's just that's that's I think that that's as close as a feeling as I will ever get to being a rock star. Mm-hmm. Just that immediate feedback, that adrenaline, and playing with the crowd and pissing the crowd off, or making <laughs> them, you know, whatever. I, yeah. I, yeah, I miss that, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully you'll get a chance to do it yeah. one of these days. Yeah. Final question. Uh, what's your favorite Drax joke? <laughs> so it's uh, James tried to get this in the first film, but Drax, the reason Drax never wears a shirt is because he has sensitive nipples. <laughs> <laughs> and James, it's so funny because in the first film, the, that wasn't originally in the script. And I came to one of the rehearsals one day, and we're reading through the lines, and I read the line where where it says something about having sensitive nipples, and I read it, and I look up at James, and he's sitting in his chair going, (laughs) because he knew he had just wrote it in the night before. But they actually cut it out of the first film. Uh-huh. But he was determined to get it into the second film, so he wrote it a bunch of times. <laughs> so, <laughs> so sure. yeah, I'll actually see the second film for the first time uh, this Sunday. Oh or wow! For, yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it yet. But oh, okay. But the, the the sensitive nipples things is in you there. You know, it made it. I know it made it. <laughs> it made the cut this time. Does he what, does he have a line about it or? Yeah, a few different lines. Yeah, but, he just says, like, yeah, and a, yeah, and a couple times where he's just in horror, but you know because his nipples have been touched and he's just like losing. It. <laughs> oh, that's great, man! Well, yeah. congratulations, yeah, Dave, for all your man. success, man. It's great to see you. Yeah, and, uh, thank you. I'm a legit yeah. A-list movie star. Yeah. Oh well, I don't know about that, but thank you. A minus. Yeah. You know, I, I I forgot. I should have told you about when we started talking about Bond. So I did a movie um, this year with Pierce Brosnan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's you know my second Bond that I've worked with. That's great. Yeah, it's great, and I love that dude too, man. Was he's, he good? Oh, he's awesome. Yeah. Not only is he a hell, he of an seems actor, like he's pretty funny, but he's just a. He's like like super down there. It's like <laughs> he's. I was talking about because I for some reason I always imagine him to be like a little uppity and a little mm-hmm. snooty. Very British. Very British. Again, yeah. Well, for one, he's not British, but I thought he lived in London. He's, he's Irish. No kidding. Yeah, and he was I like, know that. "Where do you live?" I thought you lived here. He goes, 
No, man, I live in Malibu. I'm an old hippie, man. <laughs> all of a sudden, like, I'm just imagining this guy just sitting in Malibu smoking weed all day. But that's, that's kind of how he is. He's, like, super laid back. He has, like, a place. Bond in, 420. Yeah, he's, like, a place in Malibu and a place in Hawaii. He's just, like, a super laid back kind of hippie dude, you know, with an Irish accent. I love him, man. What's that movie called? It's called Final Score. Final Score. Yeah, and that was when we were talking about the football stadium. Oh, okay, yeah, swinging yeah. on down. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's a great guy, man. Like super social too, and just like a man's man. That's you good. know, he's so pretty to look at, you wouldn't think. Yeah, but he's like super rugged. Yeah, he's <laughs> real, very Irish. That's cool. Yeah, I love him, man. Let me ask you this: since, since you brought that up, as, as as another last question, is there anybody that you want to work with? Uh, there's yeah, there's a few guys, man. I, I mean, a few actors, I. God, there was somebody I was thinking of the other day. You know, I, I, I love Keanu, man. I'd love to do mm. something with Keanu. But I, I love actors like uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Idris Elba, Denzel. Mm. Everybody wants to work with Denzel, oh, yeah. man. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. Um, I love uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. I've, mm. heard, I've heard, like, really great things about him. Chris had such a good experience working with him. Uh, I'd love to work with him. Uh, there's a few other people. The, if a Schwarzenegger thing came by, is that one? That's, for sure, yeah. That's for He's everybody. an icon, man. Everybody, yeah. 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 We all you know, yeah, grew up with yeah. him. We all make fun of him, but we all want to work <laughs> with him. <laughs> we all want him to say, look at this great athlete. <laughs> right, yeah. Nah, I mean, how can you not love Arnold? Yeah, Plus, yeah, yeah. I'm a huge you know, bodybuilding mark from mm-hmm. back in the days, too. So, I, you know, of course, I'd want to work with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Dwayne, man. I'd love to work with Rock. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. He, he doesn't ever bring in any of the boys to work with. No, I and I, that, you know, I you know? talked to him. It's been a couple of years ago now but i talked to him about it um and he seemed all up for it it's just that we haven't gotten that project but originally um, there was talks about me being on this uh, fast and furious that will be coming out mm. and there was uh, an issue there was a conflict because of of guardians gotcha uh, so we just couldn't make it work but he was all up for it man so will there be another guardians for sure yeah there'll be a guardians three definitely man yeah maybe you can hire me to be your cabana boy or something <laughs> like that <laughs> No, man, you got to, I want to, when are you guys, uh, are you guys going to be touring with Metallica at all? Uh, We did the tour with them three years ago in Australia. Yeah. Um, Because I've never seen Metallica perform. Oh, they're great, man. You'd love them. They're doing a stadium tour this summer, so. We'd be great to see guys be on that. We won't be on that now. No. (laughs) Let's call them up. Hey, James, put me on. Put me on. Yeah, but that's all part of this thing, too. You got to build your way up that ladder as well. So we've had those. We've done Kiss. We've done Metallica, Avenged Sevenfold, Slash. So it's been a lot of. Last tour was pretty good for us. So this one hopefully will be the same as far as getting on some of those big tours. You got to let me know, man. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I want to explain. Come a long way from. uh, Where was it you came and saw us one time? Oh, yeah. Jackson, Virginia or Springfield, Virginia. That's fun though, man. 15, yeah, we always have a great time, time man. Yeah, yeah it was, it was, was a good a time. time. Killer. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, man. The beast hides to think to be pierced on the outside. I must cut through it from the inside. Huh? <laughs> no, no, trash. Wait a minute. All right, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 in theaters now. And you heard Big Dave. There's going to be a third installment, and he will be back as Drax. Good for him. I'm so proud of him. Plus, you'll see Drax in the upcoming Avengers movie, Infinity War, that's coming up next May. You'll also get to see Dave in Blade Runner in October, and maybe there's a final WWE run in the future. Never say never. Uh, never say never about Titan Team Tiger Awesome. Uh, we got to hear uh, this week's news according to TTA. This is the news with Team Tiger Awesome. In fashion news, last week Nordstrom started selling jeans covered with fake mud for $425. The pants are designed to give the wearer an air of blue collarness and the appearance that they've recently shit themselves. 
When reached for comment, actual Mudd was furious, but calmed down long enough to issue the following statement. Quote, How dare you? And now it's time for a look at the weekend's pleather. A high-pressure situation in the crotch brings an 80% chance of moisture to the squeaky back seat of an 86 Plymouth, and even an afternoon shower won't chase away that humidity. For more insufferably useful news, listen to the Team Tiger Awesome show every Sunday on the Jericho Network right here on Podcast One. And if you always want to be caught up on these ridiculous idiots and the most important news headlines, then you've got to subscribe to the Team Tiger Awesome Show at Apple Podcasts. This week, we did a create a band. Uh, it's very, very funny. I was involved. It's me, uh, Mundy, Truly, and Clint Gage. Please go check it out. Very, very funny. Subscribe and stars. Uh, new episodes every Sunday. And also, uh, leave all the Jericho Network podcasts a five-star rating and review. Killing the Town with Storm and Cyrus. Beyond the Darkness, five days a week. Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. The Raven Effect. He's talking about his whole origin, working in Portland wrestling and Memphis wrestling. It's very interesting. Go check that out. And, of course, keep it at 100 with Conan. Uh, do it for me as well. Do it for Talk is Jericho. Uh, and also talking about Beyond the Darkness, I got more big news for you. The Beyond the Darkness team have just launched a brand new podcast, True Crime Tuesdays. But you can only get this one at Patreon.com. It's a subscription show, but it's worth the money. For five bucks a month, you get a new True Crime episode every Tuesday with no ads. That's pretty cool. So go sign up on Patreon and get in on True Crime Tuesdays. Great stuff. And one last uh, thank you to all of our sponsors who are able me to do this show for you for free for twice a week. I'm um, talking about DDP Yoga. Go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Get 20% off the DDP Yoga Now app and all DDPY Yoga related marriage. Books. Sign up at books.com. Use my promo code Jericho to get 20% off your order and free weekday shipping. Sacks. Go to Sacks Underwear. That's two X's. Saxunderwear.com slash Jericho. Get 20% off your first order. The best underwear you're ever going to have. Little Caesars, Smokehouse Pizza, Geico for car insurance. It's your one-stop shop here. I'm better than Amazon at this point. Thank you for listening. Keep listening to the 60-second AP News headlines coming up next and next Wednesday. Speaking of next, uh, right here on Talk is Jericho, I'm going to have, uh, who's going to be here? Who do I think? Uh, how about the summer movie preview with Team Tiger Awesome? Right, all the movies that are coming out this summer, we're going to discuss all of them. It's some great stuff, super hilarious, super fun. The summer movie preview this Wednesday. And don't forget, uh, I'm doing another shirt uh, to support juvenile diabetes research. It's a goat shirt, uh, my face on a goat body, because I am the goat. Go check it out at represent.com slash goat and uh, buy a couple shirts to help support me uh, in my quest to uh, uh, destroy juvenile diabetes. So we'll see you then. In the meantime and in between time, we'll see you on Wednesday. Uh, stay hard. Stay hungry, peace, love, and hugs, and a big yeah, boy. You can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Now repeat back what I just said. No! No, that's the button that will kill everyone. Try again. I'm Groot. Mm-hmm. I'm Groot. Uh-huh. I'm Groot. No! Does anybody have any tape out there? I want to put some tape over the death button. Nobody has any tape. Not a single person has tape. You have an atomic bomb in your bag. If anybody's going to have tape, it's you. I have to do everything. You are wasting a lot of time. That's a really bad sign.